No, Joe Biden, you can't have a federally funded Ministry of Truth. And no, Nina Jankowitz can't run it. Period. It's not your country. You're not even Compass Menace. And you don't get to do this to a free people. Period. This can't happen. And what is this? Well, if you want to know what's going to happen, look at what just did happen. So Nina Jankowitz made it possible for a presidential candidate to lie from the debate stage about a story that may have changed the outcome of election. Our election, our presidential election, speaking of disinformation. She never apologized for that. That's because her role has nothing to do with the truth or stopping disinformation. Her job is to restrict any speech that challenges Joe Biden or the Democratic Party. Now, you'd think that would be illegal in this country as a federal employee because we do have a First Amendment. But Nina Jankowitz doesn't believe in the First Amendment. As she wrote recently, quote, the free speech versus censorship framing is a false dichotomy. <laughs> First of all, here's a pro tip. Anyone who uses the term false dichotomy is a moron, okay? That is one of countless academic phrases designed to prevent thought rather than facilitate it. False dichotomy means they're never going to have to explain why their position is correct or yours is wrong. That is dismissed with, oh, it's a false dichotomy. Again, that's an NPR phrase used by low IQ people who for some reason run our country all of a sudden. False dichotomy. Here's what's not false at all. Government censorship is banned by the First Amendment. The First Amendment to the Bill of Rights. This whole country is predicated on that. But according to Joe Biden's new Minister of Truth, the First Amendment no longer applies in this country because Russia and systemic racism. Watch. It's clear that actors like Russia are using those internal fissures, things like our systemic racism here in the United States, things like economic inequality, to amplify uh, these issues and, and really make us distrust the system. So we reached out to DHS, the law enforcement agency now in charge of policing speech about Nina Jankowitz and her plans to censor you from saying what you think is true. And they assured us that they weren't going to do that. They're going to focus on human smuggling and Russia propaganda on Ukraine. First of all, it's not their job to decide what you learn about the border or Russia or Ukraine. It's your job. You're an adult. You can read whatever you want. But of course, it's not about that anyway. If you read Jankowitz's book, which we did, you will realize very quickly she was hired to police domestic social media use, period. Quote, I have hope we can change the norms by which our online ecosystem is governed, she wrote in a typically illiterate sentence. This is what our colleges are producing. Morons, you can't even write English. Later in the book, she encourages women to go to law enforcement if they see something online they don't like on Twitter. She called that, quote, an important step in the denormalization of women's treatment online. It's hard even to believe our system produces people like this. She's an illiterate fascist. In another book, Jankowitz made it clear that she's not in favor of government regulation of social media when it allows conservatives to speak freely. So she devotes an entire chapter to criticizing the country of Poland for establishing its own ministry of digital affairs. Polish officials said their ministry was a way to, quote, deal with rampant online censorship of conservatives on social networks. But she's against that. She's against the anti-censorship program. She's for censorship. She wrote that Poland was making a big mistake in pulling back censorship. And we're quoting, Poland's nearsightedness is leaving it extremely vulnerable, she wrote. And the solution she wrote back is for the U.S. government to, quote, lead in regulating and conducting oversight of people who disagree with the Democratic Party on Twitter. So the truth was never the goal. And we're quoting again. We are not even sure that facts can prevail over disinformation, Jankowitz wrote. We must first begin with addressing social media. And just to be totally clear, the means 
of the distribution of information are the key to their rule. It's all they have. They have nothing but that. If you knew what was actually going on, you wouldn't put up with this for a second. And they know that. And the Biden administration knew that Jankowitz wrote all of this. That's why they hired her. What you're seeing is a full-scale attack on free speech in a country that has been free for nearly 250 years, and it's happening at the direction of the U.S. government through a law enforcement agency. We can reveal that Biden's Pentagon, another group with guns, awarded a $750,000 contract to a group called NewsGuard. Now, that contract is for misinformation fingerprints. NewsGuard is an organization that claims to fight, quote, misinformation, but in practice is a censorship organization, targets anyone who challenges the people in power. NewsGuard is currently preparing a blacklist of sites that contradict the national security state's talking points on Ukraine and Russia. So this week, NewsGuard wrote a threatening email to the news site Gray Zone, informing the Gray Zone that they're spreading, quote, disinformation because they're not reading the script. So here's how the editor of the Gray Zone, Max Blumenthal, responded. He wrote this. Do you seriously expect us to grovel for approval from the same tentacle of the national security state and financial oligarchy that has rated CNN as a highly credible news source and whose board of advisors is a grotesque gallery of corporate propagandists, spooks, documented liars, war criminals who have never faced a scintilla of accountability for their actions? Kind of overheated language. Is it true? Yeah, every word of it. So when Joe Biden's censors come, that's the way you respond. Hey, pal, up yours. You want some disinformation? Here you go. You are a free person in a free country, and no law enforcement agency can ever tell you what to think or say, period. Tom Friedley. Oh, look, I'm back. Oh, I'm wearing black.
at Radio underscore Tom on Twitter. Radio Zeitgeist on Getter. James Howard Kunzler of Upstate New York and Tom Friedley for the Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast only on Radio Zeitgeist. Jim's genius today, titled This Is This. Jim begins, it's one thing to lose your dignity as citizens, in another to just lose your country altogether. This is this, De Niro's character, Michael, famously told Cazale's stand in The Deer Hunter, explaining the metaphysics of the bullet in his hand, and pretty much everyone watching the movie got the drift of that cryptic utterance. Likewise, Elon Musk's character, Elon Musk, explained to America's Maoist managerial legions, quote, free speech is free speech, as if a week after Twitter surrendered to Elon, there was some part of the formulation that the left didn't understand. Apparently, all of it, Jim writes. What a concept. Free speech is free speech. It is bold over the, what? Maybe 23% of the country that considers free speech, quote, a threat to democracy. This is what comes of inverting and subverting language itself for the purpose of mind-raping the nation like Jeffrey Epstein on a 15-year-old. The left has exercised a Macumba voodoo death grip on free speech for years now. The deeper the left's crimes against the Constitution and common decency, the harder they strangled the flow of news, information, and opinion until the mental life of the USA turned into a gibber of shamefully obvious unreality. It's one thing to lose your dignity as citizens, and another to just lose your country altogether. And that is the circle of hell that the left has dragged everyone else into since even before Hillary Clinton booted the 2016 election. This tyrannical Maoist managerial mob, grown paradoxically rich beyond precedent, became a tool of the state itself working around the inconvenient First Amendment to hogtie public debate. Will the U.S. government allow Mr. Musk to get away with liberating the new public square? It looks like the DOJ, the SEC, and perhaps other nefarious actors of degenerate officialdom are fixing to go after the rogue Tesla mogul who had the effrontery to oppose totalitarian control of the narratives driving public life. It's rumored that money-losing Twitter could not exist without the government footing the bill for the vast backstage server arrays that enable all Twitter's messaging. In an odd twist, though, the shareholders were not necessarily benefiting from that symbiotic relationship as Twitter's stock fell from $71 a share in July of 21 to $32 in March of 22. But the C-suite of Twitter's executives were already too massively rich to care about anything but punishing their political enemies, which they did with sadistic zeal, when Mr. Musk surprisingly stepped onto the scene. The government's first countermove under the vividly deliquescing Joe Biden, whose treasonous corruption became Twitter's job one to conceal, was to concoct a brand new agency under Homeland Security called the Disinformation Governance Board to be run by one Nina Jankowitz, quote, internationally recognized expert on disinformation and democratization, who also happened to be a Russiagate shield and publicist for the 50 national security officials who labeled the Hunter Biden laptop story Russian disinformation. Turned out not. In other words, America now has a truth commissar who is a soldier in the war on truth. Such a desperately stupid maneuver could only come from a regime close to collapse, 
just as the feculent particulars on Hunter Biden's laptop are being revealed by many in possession of copies of the laptop's hard drive, and while, concurrently, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, leads an investigation into Hunter B.'s business dealings. Those include largest payments from nations hostile to American interest for opaque services rendered. So, you have a chief executive, J.B., compromised mentally and legally, and installed via a janky primary in a dubious election, and some young cookie fresh out of the Princeton Fellowship Matrix is going to defend him like Wonder Woman wielding her magic lasso of Aphrodite? Homie don't think so. Homie think the whole wretched episode of orchestrated national mindfuckery is about to come a-tumbling down along with the miserable ghoul in the Oval Office. And that will be followed by the fun of seeing them try to eject Kamala Harris from the scene and replacing her with the likes of Barack or Michelle Obama. Don't believe it? Just watch. Of course, all that will be small potatoes to the reveal of cosmic ineptitude or gross criminality, perhaps both, that is bound to come as Twitter opens up to discussion of our government's role in the COVID-19 fiasco, which I aim to help kick off with my first tweet in a long, long time, viz. Jim's got a uh, tweet here. Moderna and Pfizer vaccines don't prevent infection or transmission of COVID-19. The vaccines have harmed millions who trusted CDC. Whoever at CDC is responsible for squashing early treatment protocols must answer for the deaths of many thousands. Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist.